another merge conflict. Our good friend Frank Kruger is missing in action. He refuses to text me back, so he's not on the podcast this week. And you know, he doesn't want to text me. I hope he's safe, Frank. If you're out there, if you're listening, if you're out there, I hope you're safe. We love you. Please come home. We'd like to see you on the podcast. Um, but in Frank Kruger's place uh, is an amazing individual that I've had the honor to work with for the past three, four, 18 years of my life. Uh, I work every single day side by side for, for, for many years and, and now um, get to see all the amazing things that she's doing with, with Donna Maui and beyond. Um, my good friend, Maddie Legere. How's it going, Maddie? Hi, James. Thanks for having me on. I, I cannot quite fill Frank's shoes, but hopefully I am a uh, entertaining substitute <laughs> while nope, we look no, for him. <laughs> nope, nobody can fill his shoes. In fact, he 3D mapped his 3D shoes, and then he sent me that 3D map, and then he said, now you can map your foot, and then you can see that you cannot fill my shoes. Perfect. So, <laughs> yeah. Classic Frank. You know, he probably somehow magically has mapped with AI and machine learning some magical algorithm that, you know, based on how many times I tweet, he can calculate the size of my foot and then, you know, right. figure out if I can fill in his shoes, which the answer is no. I mean, without <laughs> Frank, what, what am I just, I uh, know. where's the conflict? Where's the merge? <laughs> That's true. James. It's just James. Well, I'm pretty excited. You know, I was, I was thinking a long time ago, we did this life and time of Frank Krueger and he had a really interesting background story, just like ridiculous stuff that I had never known about. And since we don't have guests on very often to me, like we could talk about technology, we could do stuff, but people go listen to other podcasts. If you like, you want to get updates on the stuff that Maddie's working on, like Maddie will tell you where to go. Maddie's like streaming every single day and like doing all those, she's everywhere, right? Maddie's just everywhere. So I figured like it would be cool, Maddie, if you're down with it is like kind of a life and time of how you got to where you are today. Yeah, that sounds fun. I definitely shout things about tech on the internet a lot. So I guess it's nice to shout about something else. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's start with, before we even get to the, the story, the journey, if you will, mm -hmm. maybe just give like the 30 second, like, who is Maddie today? Like, what are you doing in this? Because I, I can just assume that every, all the hundreds of thousands of listeners of this podcast, mm. like obviously know who Maddie is, but if they don't, who is Maddie? Great question. I could talk about this for 45 minutes. No. Um, yeah, I guess I like to still talk about myself as the uh, productivity PM for .NET mobile developers, but that's not really what I am anymore because things keep changing and growing and expanding. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I work at Microsoft. That's how I have the pleasure of knowing you. Um, and I'm on the Xamarin slash .NET Maui team. And my job has just kind of been making developers hopefully more productive in their day-to-day -day while they're building apps. Um, a lot of people, if you know me, you definitely know my counterpart, my partner in crime, David Orr now, who's like the SDK guru of things. Um, but I'm more of just like the, oh, Visual Studio, heart reload. Let's make sure everything works nicely. And um, it's really fun. It's a cool job. I, I, As you will hopefully shortly learn, I have no idea how I ended up here, but I really like it. So I think we did a good job. <laughs> that is the best type of, of answer to like, oh, how did you get to where you're at today? I, I have no idea. I just, yeah. I don't, I don't, once, one time someone asked me like, oh, how did you get this you know job? Like when I moved to Seattle, I was like, oh, just Twitter. I was, yeah. I was, I was on Twitter, like just dumb luck. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? Uh, but I think that you probably actually have a lot more interested story of a tweet, which is actually did how I got one of my jobs. Uh, it's pretty but great. 
I know a little bit about like your background, like a little bit of, I really only know like Maddie at Microsoft, that that's really all I know because, you know, like a good colleague, I like to keep the separation of work and, and, and home completely separate and, and, and respect boundaries, like a good. Oh, I don't have those, point. but <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> I think that's what I'm supposed to do. I don't know. I'm yeah. a manager now, so I'm not, I'm not allowed to talk about anything. Uh, but you know, I think that would be kind of cool to start is kind of like, you know, what, what I'd say is like your humble beginnings, like not, not like here's Maddie year one, but kind of like, you know, what did you grow up around? Obviously you're now here in the tech scene at Microsoft for several years working on, you know, frameworks and tooling and PMing program managing. We'll, we'll get into that too, but like, you know, what was, what, what kind of brought you up and even got you interested in technology at all. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm a, I'm a 90s kid. I'm a 90s baby. So everyone's always like, you're so young. But I very distinctly remember our first PC, which had Windows 98 on it. And my parents got me Barbie Fashion Show, the video game, to install. I don't know if this was the same year. Obviously, childhood all gets smushed together. But I put the disc in and it was like, oh, install DirectX. And I was like, click. And it had the big blue background. And then all of a sudden I had like Barbie fashion show on my computer. And then I got Barbie Rapunzel and I got Age of Empires. And then I was like, wow, this thing is crazy. All I had to do was like click this button. And then the screen had this really horrible giant italic text on it. And then my game showed up. So cool. Um, And this was age like, I don't know, like two to seven or eight. And I just remember being like, wow, like I want to build this thing. Not the games necessarily, um, although I feel like that would have been cool. I don't even think I understood or comprehended that people had to build the games. I think they just existed in my head. Um, But I just remember being like, wow, this box is like so smart. I wonder how that works. Uh, But neither of my parents were technical at all. They were both actually in real estate. Hmm. And um, I was pretty quickly put on the the mindset that I was going to go into something businessy, maybe law. I kind of wanted to be a pediatrician for a bit. I really had all these kids have this great, like, I'm going to be an astronaut, you know, like I have this great idea. And I was like, I'm going to do something at some point, I think. <laughs> Not quite sure. Um, so I like knew I kind of liked science and I knew I kind of liked math, but I just thought that computers were built by people like under the like, you know, um, the the Hoth base in the beginning of episode five. Yeah. Like that is what I imagined what computers were built like you you were under the snow and it was a bunker and there were just these really smart people and i had no like idea that there was anything that involved a career there until i was probably like 16 mm-hmm. and someone was like yeah you have to like pick a major and start applying to colleges at some point and i was like oh absolutely not like i have no idea what i want to do um and i had started to think back like well what did i like when i was little I don't think I can be a doctor because I absolutely sucked at science in high school. It was horrible. Um, But I was like, okay, well, I think I liked computers. Like what? Maybe I'll go build like chips, you know, like I, they have hardware in them. I have a game boy. That's cool. There's circuits. Like I could do that. That sounds awesome. Um, And one of my friends actually had started taking apart people's Xboxes when they got the rings of death and, Mm. you know, replacing the heat sink. 
and putting that back in the Xbox. And I was like, that's really cool. Show me how to do that. So I learned a bunch of like electrical engineering skills. And I was like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be an electrical computer engineer. I'm going to go build chips. I'm going to go solder stuff. It's going to be awesome. Kind of like what Frank does. Like that's like the electrical engineering part of Frank, right? He has iCirc and all these things. There's mm-hmm. this there's this fundamental, you know, fascinating part of, of, your, of what you just said, right? One is, is like, you know, there's the software aspect, which a lot of people don't really think about, but then you can see the thing, like you can see the computer, you can open up the computer, you can see the parts inside of it. And you're like, oh, there, there's, there's things physical here where software, like you don't see the, you know, you don't see the, the code behind the scenes. And I had a, you know, similar interaction too. like one of my first games I played was like a Lego world game where I was like this 3d character moving around besides math blasters, which is like the best oh, game ever. Love math uh, blasters. So, so good. good. <laughs> so good. Uh, but same thing, right? Like you didn't really realize it's there, but I think what's also interesting, you know, my parents also like your parents weren't into tech at all. Right. My parents are in stainless steel and stuff. And, um, but when you talk about the career aspect of it, that's, what's really fascinating because, if people are doing the things or it's really popular in that point of time, like there's the same, like there's the doctor, there's the accountant, there's the X, Y, Z, like things that, that are, are stables, but your parents or your, your, you know, your guardians or whoever they may be, your parental units at the mm-hmm. time. And even in, in, in school, they, they're sort of guiding you in a bit, but if they're not into that scene, you don't even know that thing exists. Like that's even a possibility. Oh, yeah. Both of my parents were first generation Americans and um, neither of them had went to college. My mom actually got her GED when I was in college, which was awesome. But they had just, you know, figured it out in real estate. And so they wanted their kids to make money. So they said, OK, kids, you're going to get a job that makes money. So you're either a doctor or a lawyer or a businesswoman miscellaneous. And I was just like, OK, that's how you that's how you have a life. Like I had never even considered anything outside of that, I think, until I was mm-hmm. in high school. And it was mind-boggling to realize the opportunities there are on this earth (laughs) so you saw that computer parts electrical engineering was a thing at least Mm -hmm. and is were there things in like high school that got you interested in that or was it just like hey like you said i have to apply for universities i have to pick something but you you know you don't have to pick You, you should pick but also not you don't have to pick you should probably pick yeah. Should they pick? Should kids? I don't know. I don't know anything well, about college Well, it's like anymore. you apply to a school that's good at the thing that you think you want to do. Yeah, there you go. But like, yeah. if you don't know what you want to do, there I don't you know. Go. Good point. Yeah. My high school was um, <laughs> technically 20 years behind. That's how I like to call it. Um, without doxing myself, I guess, our <laughs> my high school is, was built in the 60s and our Bunsen burners leaked so bad that they actually almost didn't recertify us in time to get my high school degree. So our computer lab was one room with a bunch of Windows XP PCs. And this is like early 2010s, I'm talking. Like Windows Windows 7 was out, you know? Okay. Um, and it was not air conditioned. So if you went in the computer lab on a day that was above like 70 degrees, you had to have like a fan at everyone's desk because the computers would overheat and shut off. So I did not have a lot of exposure to science and tech, I guess. Like I I had a really good physics teacher. I learned about like how circuits worked, right? But it's not like we were doing these like crazy labs. And um, the only code I had written was like MySpace and Tumblr page customizations. And then I was like, oh, I'm a hacker, you know? 
oh, so cool. I like played video games. So I was like, you see, I like tech. I totally know everything that's going on here. Um, but I had a couple of friends who were a little bit more like self independent, I guess, than I was. And and they would have cool things they were working on and they'd let me like watch them and bother them about it. So I think I slowly like osmosis in a lot of information over probably three or four years so that by the time that I was a senior in high school, I could pretty confidently be like, oh, I'm going to be an engineer. And that sounded very impressive. So people yes. were like, oh, obviously, like, that's great. She's going to do so well. The expectations, I know, at least for my, my, my parents were so incredibly high. Mm-hmm. And yet I still don't know if they know what I do at all, which nope. is okay. <laughs> <laughs> my mom uh, works for the city and she sends me IT like job listings all the time. And she's like, this, this guy's leaving. He was such a sweetheart. I'm like, mom, I, I would be no help. I would be the worst person for that job. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, I think, I think we're proud of what he does. Now, now I just go in and they're like, boom, people, what are you doing? I'm just a manager. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. We, we understand what you do. Okay. That's mm. it. This just keeps, makes it easier. That's all. So that's good. <laughs> so you now have this, this thought process that like, Hey, there's engineering and there's hardware, right? But what do you do with that? Like, how does that help guide your decision on where you want to go or do? Yeah, I, um, I'm from the Boston area. I was pretty adamant that I was going to stay in the New England area, <laughs> mostly because I am just like really a homebody, which I never at the time, I really thought I was adventurous and cool and not, you know, lame at all. But looking back, I was like, oh, man, like even New York, I was like, that's a little that's a little far for me. I don't know. Um, but I really wanted to go to a school where I could work and, mm. you know, a, because money, cause college is expensive and horrible, mm-hmm. but also because I knew that I was not like quite sure what I wanted to do. Um, and so a lot of the schools I had applied to were ones that had like co-op programs or like really, really integrated internship programs so that I would kind of be handheld into forcing myself to work like a legit corporate job early in college. Um, just cause I, I kind of, I guess looking back, I had the gut feeling that I wasn't quite sure, even though I told everybody I was a hundred percent sure. And I knew exactly what I was doing. So I guess that was a good choice, but I ended up going to a co-op school in Boston where after like your first year in the second year, either in the spring or like your third year fall, you do a six month internship. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So I was like, great. Like, this is perfect. I'll go do a couple semesters of classes. I'll be a genius by the end of it. I'll go work and then I'll have a job lined up and I'll be all set. (laughs) Game plan, game plan, clearly laid out, can execute this game plan, get paid at the end. Like at the end, there's a finish line that's like paycheck. Yep. That's it. Get a job. Life ends. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Uh, But as you can tell by the fact that I am here, uh, that did not happen <laughs> at all. Um, I mean, I went to I went to Northeastern. I loved it. Go Huskies. We have a great Northeastern presence at the Microsoft office in Cambridge. Um, and I fell asleep in Calc 3 on my first semester, probably once a week. My professor was this very nice man, but every day he would put on individual latex gloves on his fingers because he didn't like touching the chalkboard. And then he'd say, OK, I think we shall begin now. In the same voice, and it just put me to sleep, and I did not do well in that class, and I was like, oh, man, I really need that to be an electrical engineer. Okay, well, computer engineering doesn't require Calc 3, but it's almost the same degree, so I guess I'll just switch to that. (laughs) 
that was the beginning of like a, an existential crisis for me. Because um, the first programming language they had us use was C. Okay, and I was yeah. like, yeah, I was like, this is cool, right? Like, this makes sense. And then they were like, okay, here's an algorithms class and here's C++. And I was like, oh, this is not as cool. This is much more difficult. Okay, pivoting. I'm going into robotics because everyone in robotics <laughs> uses C. That's where we are now. I'm a firmware person. <laughs> oh, so as you could tell, um, my life was just a bunch of me just deciding something and then being very confident about it and then that not at all working out. That's worked great for me, clearly. So no, I mean that. I mean, no, that's super cool though, because you know when you leave high school and somehow you're expected to have figured everything out, and that you're you're making a decision before you learn about what's all involved in the specific topic, it's like not realistic at all in any in any form. It doesn't make any. Like if I look back on college, like it didn't make any sense. I did the same. I changed. I changed programs in like my last year, and I did the same thing, which was like. Oh, like almost all of these credits apply, but like I could just do these other credits that seem like way more interesting, you know? Mm hmm. Yep. Yeah. I mean, like long story short, my first year and a half of college, I went like full send on computer engineering and I got really into high performance computing and I got really into GPUs and using things like OpenCL and like CUDA to do math. And which is funny because I am not good at math, but, you know, that kind of math I was good at. Um, and I had all these really cool friends and they were working for like AMD and NVIDIA. And so I started to apply for my first co-op and I was like, I had a handful of robotics companies like iRobot is, has a really big presence right outside of Boston. So mm. that's a place that, and Shark Ninja, which makes like the Roomba competitors. So I was like, that's a place I'll throw some applications into. And then, you know, maybe I'll go into GPUs. I'll go into AMD. I'll go into NVIDIA. And I did all these interviews and they were like, ah. And I actually remember my co-op advisor being like, you're not technical enough for any of these jobs you're applying Aww. for. And I was like, but all my guy friends who do the same research that I do apparently are technical enough. So whatever, no biggie. Um, and that was when I started to realize what being a woman in tech was. But um, I got an interview with Microsoft, the garage program, which is basically, um, God, I hope George, Ben, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry, but it's a summer camp for kids who are getting paid too much. Um, but the whole premise of it is it's like a startup accelerator, except okay. you're working on ideas that product teams inside of Microsoft pitch. So for example, um, my first summer, we worked on something that, uh, you know, the Intune team that has a presence in Boston, they pitched an idea to one of the teams and were like, you should build this. And then when you're done, we'll tidy it up and ship it. And mm. then a team of like four or five developer interns and a PM intern and a UX intern would go and like build it over 12 weeks and ship it. So I got this interview and I, and it was like software engineering job must know object oriented programming. And I was like, mm, C plus plus is object oriented, right? Mm, I think so. So I go in and I actually, I, in one of my interview loops, I was like, just so you know, I'm like three quarters of the way through my first algorithms class. I have no idea why they picked my resume up for this. Like really interested. Sounds like an awesome program. People here seem really cool, but, uh, I've done a couple of hacker, whatever, questions online and they haven't gone well so <laughs> i don't know how i passed that interview um uh, luckily i think they were more along the lines of like systems design which i could fudge my mm. way through a little bit easier but i got that job and i started in january and um i was a developer and i was doing node and we were building a slack bot and i thought that was the coolest thing in the world for like two weeks and then uh 
yeah, like two, three, maybe a month in, I started to be like, oh, I don't think I like this. But you know why? It's because mm. it's JavaScript. And everyone in computer yeah. engineering says that JavaScript sucks. And then I was like, ah, that doesn't make sense because this is actually not that bad. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then, you know, I kind of was going through this thing. And I think maybe like three months in, I was talking to my manager and I was like, I think I suck at this. Like, I don't think I can be a developer. I don't know who I was trying to kid. Like, I, this sucks. I don't like it. I'm a little too ADD for it. I, I guess I'm a control freak. And I was like super hard on myself. And I, for some reason, my brain jumped to, I guess I'm not cut out for tech at all. I need to get uh, out of engineering. So- so this is so it, this is a world this is a whirlwind tour because if I recap, I don't know if this happened over like a a year or two. It sounds like so you yeah. get into this co op, you start off on this. I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make elect, electrical engineer. I'm gonna make like soldering stuff, and then you're like, no, okay, now I'm gonna switch over to this other. I'm gonna get into programming, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna do high performance GPU program because some friends influenced kind of mm-hmm. that that area, and then you're like. No, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna apply for you know internships and see what it's like. And then you get an internship, not doing anything that you learn. Because by, by the way, whenever you learn stuff in college, you apply, none of it applies. Like what never, you never, never, no, <laughs> no, none of it does. And um, maybe like there's something that like sparks your interest. Like oh, I like this thing. I'm gonna go find things adjacent. So then you come in and you're doing something completely different. But you you sort of made it though. Like you've like you, you accomplish like a lot by pivoting a lot all over, but I still don't understand like, what is a co-op. Like I understand like a co-op grocery store, right? Like, what oh. is, like a co-op, <laughs> what is a co-op university? Because like, okay, my university, for example, like it was, was also unique. Mine was a year round university. So I was able to finish really fast, um, and just never stop. But I, to graduate, there was a forced internship. Basically, like, hey, if you want to graduate, you have to internship in industry. Is that like the essence of a co-op, or is it like a Montessori yeah. type of situation? Like, I have no idea. I don't know anything about anything, pretty much. That's no, you do. I mean, there's like three schools in the U.S. that do it, which doesn't make sense because to me it is awesome. But that's exactly what it is. It's like a forced internship, but it's during a semester, so you basically don't take classes. Like uh-huh. this was January through June. And instead of getting, you know, sitting in class, I did an internship and that kind of like counted towards my degree as credit. Um, And so you have to do a certain amount of them to graduate. But of course, like everybody's journey is different. And with tech, a lot of the times internships are focused around the summer. So co-op doesn't always work out. But especially in like the New England area, a lot of companies like having co-ops because it's six months instead of Mm. three. Um, You can really like engage on stuff a little bit more and then you come back to school um and you only have to do one semester of classes and then you get to go work again so that's really oh. nice yeah so, so you it's so a boston's i've been in boston a lot boston is a big tech hub you know people mostly think about like seattle or mostly san francisco new york mm. or austin now but like boston's a huge scene there's all sorts of stuff there and you know you threw out a lot of names you were name dropping all the places that you were looking at and that were in the area. What, and, and, and like this re this reactor, not reactor, the garage program Mm -hmm. that is that a, like, is that a special thing? Like what got you to Mike, like even to that Microsoft program, was it just like, I was on monster.com and I was like internship program or it's like with this co-op, was there some like helping like guidance there type of thing? Like how did that, how did, how did that connection happen? Or you're like, 
growing up, you're like, I'm always going to work for Microsoft and micro I'm going to intern at Microsoft because it doesn't sound like that, you know, that that was your, uh, your dream. No. Yeah. I, we actually had an internal like job site. Mm. Um, and so we had co-op recruiters or whatever they called themselves, co-op coordinators, and they would work with companies to like say, Hey, this is what a co-op is. This is why it can be more valuable than an intern for your company. Do you want some, um, and the Microsoft Garage program was started, it was originally called the Foundry or something. Hmm. Um, and it was started in the Cambridge office because there's a couple co-op schools here. Oh. Uh, and they thought it would be nice to have kind of these off-cycle interns. Um, so they had a single job posting on our internal job board. I would have never thought to apply to Microsoft. I mean, well. I saw it and I was like, cool. Like, that's what I used to use for Barbie fashion show. Like, Windows is a thing. It's full I circle. Yeah, exactly. Like, I was like, I remember being a little kid and being like, wow, Windows is cool. I want to go do that one day. But like, I had, it just never had materialized into anything for me. Um, So I applied to like the internal job and I got a hit and they were like, yeah, like, come up, we'll interview you. You seem like you're a good candidate for a co-op because co-op is really not about um, you like providing that much for the company, but they're really pitched to the company as a way to teach students and kind of teach them mm. the way that your company works and prime them if they do want to come work there full time. It's like a six month job interview, which is really what all internships are. But it was nice that they kind of had those individual connections because I think that definitely helped. And I was also the last semester that the Microsoft Garage ran out of band. Basically, they went back to summer only literally the summer after I had done it. Um, so I got very lucky. Like that was just entirely timing. Because Microsoft internships, and I don't know too much about the internship program. I'm working with, uh, I, don't, I don't have an internship, an intern on my team, but um, up one level does. I'm working with Sophia right now. She's interning and I barely, I work with her. I barely have any idea. Like she's there and then she's gone, right? It's like, it's like summer months. Like, do you know how it, it differs basically? Like now that you've been internal, I think you've maybe had some interns or no? Yeah, I've worked with a couple. Yeah, we've had interns. Yeah. Jake's an intern and now he's oh, full Jake's time. An he's intern. great. Yeah, Jake's right, not yeah. an intern anymore, but he was an intern. Yeah. Um, and he lives in Boston now. <laughs> I I converted him. Um, yeah, internships are the reason they stopped doing the garage internship is because out of out of cycle. The reason they focused it back mm-hmm. on the summer is because recruiting wants to put on a show for interns. Mm. Um, an internship is as much for recruiting as it is for the intern um in big tech at least right like obviously different companies are different but you hear about like those crazy parties they throw in sf for like google interns and all internapalooza and all this crazy stuff and like internships are when they roll out the red carpet and say you should come work for this company because we're awesome um co-ops were not really i guess sexy is the word like they were just kind of like you're here hang out do your work okay, well, we have interns coming in. So they're like the ones that are like really fancy, but you guys are here and you're doing cool stuff. So that's cool. Okay. Um, yeah. So it was really like, so I get, so halfway through my co-op in like March, I was like, I think I need to quit software engineering and go to business. And mm. one of my managers who was a peach was like, you don't have to leave tech if you don't want to code every day. Like you can still be technical and not be a full-time developer. And I was like, like there's oh, excuse me sorry uh bleep bleep, <laughs> I'll bleep it out yep <laughs> drop the broadcast um like there's no way 
And he was like, no, we have this role at Microsoft called program manager. And I was like, I'm not a manager and I'm very bad at timelines. So this is not because I thought it was project manager. I thought it was yeah. I had a team. I thought it was a, I don't know. And he was like, just hang out for a few more months. Do the regular internship experience with the rest of the Microsoft interns who roll in. And mm. these are, you know, like the MIT and Harvard kids that come in and are super smart and like, you know, went out of their way to find this internship. And I just kind of like fumbled into it accidentally. Um, and all of a sudden I'm here and I'm a PM intern. And he's like, there are these six intern projects. Help them out. There you go. And I was like, okay. what? <laughs> Like, so 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 what? there's 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 two types of internships is what I'm hearing. Like you in the garage when you were you were like I'm an engineer. I am right. I'm slapping the keyboard, writing code, and mm-hmm. you're like, nah, fam. This mm-hmm. is not my this is not my jam. But obviously, you're highly technical, highly skilled, and enjoy somewhat of tech because now you've been doing it for a little bit of time. Yeah, and it doesn't sound like you hated the experience. You're just like, hey, this thing that I'm doing every day is not for me. Exactly. Yep. So you're not a manager though, right? No, no. So this was, oh, this is where I feel like the real transition into the second half of my like college life came in because I was like, okay, now I have to figure out this whole new career thing, which is PM, which Mm. what I just, what basically the way it was described to me is engineers and customers and UX and sales and marketing and all these people have to work together. And sometimes in small companies, that just works out well. But with bigger companies and bigger teams, like that can be kind of a really challenging thing. So we just need people who are there to kind of coordinate it all. And I was like, ah, great. I'm a professional coordinator. Sounds awesome. Like, I had no idea. I And, and anyone who's a PM or works with a PM knows that like every PM job is entirely different. Yeah. Um, and it depends on your, your team and your engineers and your manager and your product and all this stuff. But I had kind of thrown myself into um, learning about what a PM like was supposed to be. And then, of course, like a weekend, I was like full send on this career. Like, I'm the best. <laughs> I'm going to do this. Um, also, fun fact, while I was at that internship, Xamarin was acquired by Microsoft. I do remember watching the build keynote where they announced mm. Visual Studio for Mac. And being like, so they just took this thing and they called it something else. And uh, my boss at the time was like, yeah, but that Miguel guy is like really, really cool. So I'm super <laughs> excited because they're in Boston and like they totally might come to this office. And I was like, whoa, what? Um, that's it's a big so, deal. Yeah, it's a totally big deal. Because, you know, like at the same time, like everyone in Xamarin is just like working with Nat and Miguel and Joseph, like no big deal, right? Yeah. It's just like all we know, because there's like really down to earth. There's like no big deal. But then it's 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 interesting to like hear like people like, whoa, like I could like that person could be in our office. Yeah. Like oh but people were like, that's the open source dot net guy. And I was like, I have hmm. no idea what you're talking about. Like, <laughs> please. That's yeah, that, that that's that's awesome because you know when I it's 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 like a similar story. Like I remember like when I went to go like interview at Xamarin and like, I didn't, I didn't know, like, I didn't know who Miguel was. I knew who Nat was. I didn't know who Joseph was. I mean, don't tell them that now, yeah. but like <laughs> I wasn't in the scene, right? Like I was, I was, I was the type of developer, like I got hired to do a job. So like I was in the documentation every day and and this was before like mass videos and live streaming and all these different types mm-hmm. of where you'd see the people. And I never went to a conference. Like I never went to conferences and and if I did, it wasn't open source conferences. I 
everything I did was closed source my entire life. And I didn't, I didn't understand that world. So it's always, uh, it's, it's always funny to me when, when, when you, I hear stories like that and be like, whoa, like in awe. And just like, I don't know, just like worked with that person. I remember one of my buddies, he's like, you, we we're out to dinner. And he's like, oh, where do you work? I was like this. I was like, yeah, I was just like hanging out. And, and, um, Miguel was in town and I was like, yeah, I'm going to go like hang out with Miguel or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you're eating dinner with Miguel. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, got to eat. Cause you know, it's yeah, six thirty, <laughs> and he's like, "But with Miguel," and I was like, "I was like, yeah, dude, like I'm going to or we're gonna go to the the steakhouse in Bellevue because that's what Miguel likes or whatever." Yeah, and they're like, "But with they're like, can I come to dinner with Miguel?" And I was like, <laughs> "I wouldn't see why not." Like, yeah, <laughs> he's just just a person. I mean, like, do you eat? Because like, if you eat, Miguel's gonna eat, and I'm probably gonna eat too. Right. He does, like, <laughs> but like with Miguel, and then like I remember like picking up Miguel like in in the in uh just like I picked him up in our car or whatever the rental I had or whatever, and then like he's like, is Miguel gonna get into the car? I was like, yeah, we're going to the, we're all we're all driving together. It's all happening. He is a normal human. He has normal human like the ability to walk, you know, and eat, and he's gonna get in my car and then get out of my car and then go into this restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. It's all happening. It's uh, so funny. I yeah. Oh gosh. And looking back, I was just like, cool, like whatever. This guy seems cool, but like yeah. so so out of that. And most of the intern projects were using .NET, to be fair. Like I I did actually touch C sharp before starting this job, which I feel like I have to remind myself sometimes. But I would like go into the XAML and I'd be like, oh, this is gross. Like, and anyone who is followed by work knows I'm all about the XAML life now. So it's I've really uh 180 on that. But um, at the end of the summer, the way the garage worked was because it wasn't a traditional internship, like the way that Jake Kirsch, who was an intern on our team, he came, he interned for our team. And at the end of the summer, we said, hey, Jake, you're great. Come back full time if you want to. And he said, Mm. absolutely. And we said, great. Since you're not actually on like a product team in the garage, since your projects are just kind of like sponsored, they don't have the headcount to hire all the interns that worked with them. So you have to go and find another team that has a spot and then interview with them. And so I thought I was like the coolest person in the entire world. And here I was like, oh, yeah, I'm a PM now. Like I did this for 12 weeks and I read cracking the PM interview and I'm the best and I'm going to go interview for all these teams. And um, I bombed that whole interview loop so bad. And like I, I thought I did really good. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like I really bombed this oh no, like, I guess this isn't what I'm cut out to do. And so I'm like, you know, I'm 20. I can't, I can't drink yet. I'm in the US. So I'm just kind of sitting there in my dorm room, like September. Like, I guess I have to go back to software. Like this sucks. Mm. Uh, What do I do? Um, And luckily, like both of my managers in the garage are peaches and I love them so much. And and they were like, well, you know, maybe we didn't prepare you enough for the interview. Like it was kind of frantic. Come back next summer for the garage, but you should go do a, an actual co-op again first. Okay. Um, so then I like really full send into robotics and stuff. And I, I went to Amazon robotics, which used to be called Kiva systems, but they do the warehouse stuff for Amazon. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. And it was awesome. And I went and I was like, I'm interested in this PM thing. So like, I'd like to like have a project that I can kind of own on my own as well as, you know, write code and get to know all these systems and stuff. And, um, I 
didn't really like the culture, I guess, that much. Sure. I just, yeah. My computer just fell asleep. Oh, it's back. Okay, yeah. Good. Um, yeah. Like it. Microsoft is really like go home at 5 p.m. And I don't know if that's because they still kind of felt like a startup because they had just really started to become Amazon or what. But it was like everybody worked all the time and all people cared about was metrics and if things got faster or slower. And some people like some of my friends that worked there, too, like loved it. And I was like, oh, no, like, no, I really can't be a PM or a software engineer because I've tried these two totally different things and I sucked and hated at them both. Like, this is horrible. Oh, no. Existential crisis mode. Every semester in college was its own existential crisis. Um, So I went back to the garage that summer and I was like, okay, I got more involved with entrepreneurship stuff on campus. Um, I started working with like our art. Northeastern's like startup accelerator thing like it was a product development studio where we basically did what we did in the garage except it was unpaid and it was people who were in class and it was really stressful but it was really really fun so I felt like I kind of had a better grasp of product development and like what goes into customer obsession and what all these things like actually mean in practice so that time around I felt um a little bit more like I was actually doing a PM job instead of just being like that would be cool let's do that Mm. Um, and Michaela Hutchinson, who is on the Xamarin team or was on the Xamarin team and is now just kind of .NET PM, was my women at NERD, New England Research and Development mentor. Oh, cool. And so that was by luck. Like, literally, like, all right, you're paired up with this person who's on the Xamarin team. And I was like, cool. I don't know what that is. Oh, that's the one that got acquired. Oh, everyone thinks they're cool. Great. Whatever. So talking to Michaela, I learned a lot about Xamarin. And also one of the intern projects I worked with was um, Ink to Code. I don't know if you remember that. I do. Yeah, I, I interviewed, uh, I think the, whoever, like the lead of it was, or like the garage lead person that, you know, did a bunch of stuff and worked probably with with you. I think they like came on the Xamarin show at some time to show oh, that no off. Oh, no way. Yeah. I don't have to go Google that. Mm-hmm. Um and I met, you know, Alex Corrado, who's like a Xamarin celeb from back in the day or whatever. And it's like, oh, like these people seem cool. Like maybe they'll hire me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They seem all right. Um, they seem like all right people. Yeah. And I like had, we sat on the same floor as them this summer. Um, and I know you weren't, you were probably in the office just to visit, but the Xamarin team absolutely hated the garage interns because we were so loud and so annoying. And we had like razor scooters and we'd scooter around like these little punk interns <laughs> and we'd be like shouting at each other and they'd be like taking calls. And I remember Pierce Bogan, like now I'm just name dropping, but like Pierce Bogan, you know, would, like be sitting there in his cube, like death glaring at the interns. And I'd be like, wow, these guys are like so uptight. Um, and Pierce is the least uptight person I've ever met. So that's really funny. But I like, I met, Michaela introduced me to, you know, Joseph Hill and uh, Miguel. And she was like, we don't really have like the PM role. Like we're kind of figuring out what we are in Microsoft right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we, we definitely have room to hire and, and we'd be interested to kind of see if you'd be a fit. Like you like startup stuff. You seem to like tech in some capacity. So that's good. I don't know. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, great. I guess I'll talk to you folks. So then I kind of went and learned a ton about Xamarin those last couple of weeks. Um, and it, it helps that we were working on Ink to Code too, because I was like, okay, like this is actually develop. Like it was the first developer tool I worked on. Like I was mm. like, oh, that could be really cool. Imagine if me, 
some PM who hated writing code could go draw a UI out and then spit out XAML, which is literally what this product did. And it used yeah. like the inking APIs from Windows and whatever. Um, and it was a UWP app, which I think is funny that we didn't build it as a Xamarin app, but whatever. But um, yeah, so I, I like went through this interview loop and Joseph was like, so what, why do you want to be a PM? And I was like, uh, I like helping things work better. Like, I don't know. <laughs> he's like what do you know about xamarin and i was like well it's from apps and it's like uses the c-sharp thing and he was like okay like cool um and so i really thought that there was no shot so i was like, like nailed it nailed this interview this is going great yeah like i was like i googled it for like so long i really thought i knew what i was talking about and i went in and i was just like rip um and I don't know what the heck you saw in me, but I was at Grace Hopper a couple weeks later, like, you know, schlepping around the career fair, like every senior in college, like, please hire me, please hire me. <laughs> like, hello, please hire me. Hello. Oh, I'll take a sticker. Are you hiring? And uh, Joseph called me and I was like sitting on the ground doing homework in a hallway at Grace Hopper. And he was like, hey. Uh, we're going to offer you a job. I just don't know how recruiting works yet. So like, if you're going to accept a job there, just like, wait until you get our offer. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? Who? This guy's nuts. <laughs> like, why are they offering me a job? Um, so I spent the rest of my senior year, like eventually I got the offer and I had a couple other things I interviewed for, but I was like, you know, I loved Microsoft. I will be able to stay in Boston. And I kind of spent the rest of the year just like learning about .NET and literally Googling, like, I mean, what is the difference between .NET and C Sharp? Like, these mm -hmm. are the questions that a senior in college is asking themselves. Like, what is Mono? Why is Mono different than .NET? .NET was open source at this point. It had just become it. So I was like, what's the, the situation here? And like, I had used Visual Studio. I had used IDEs before, but I just had no idea, like, the space of developer tooling. Yeah. Um, so when I started, that was, that was kind of like, it, it was almost by accident that I ended up in developer tooling, but within a couple months, I think I was probably like, this is the perfect place for me because I still feel technical. And like you said, like I do a lot of technical stuff. I demo in code. I get to write code and write my own apps and play around with stuff. But it's not like I'm contributing to Visual Studio and I have to deal with things that are important that I complain about all the time, like testing and like all these compliance work stuff that you have to do. And like all my code is never pristine. Like if you've seen me demo, you know that I'm like, I just slap it all together and I call it a day. But I get to still do that. And then I also get to like work with developers who are technical people, who are the people that I love and that I like such a big reason I stayed in tech was because there were so many developers that I just like liked being around. Um, yeah. So it was completely by accident and, uh, I was very, very fortunate. And of course I met you and, and you kind of were the person who got me into like streaming and talking. And that's been a huge part of my job since. And I really love that part. Um, and customer getting to talk to customers is probably the only thing that keeps me going sometimes. Like, when everything's broken and I'm just like, I can't do this anymore, but someone's like, oh my gosh, like this random thing you worked on is so helpful. It's like, oh, I remember why I do this job now. Like, this is great. 
Um, and yeah, so I've been at it for a little over three years now, and I know what .NET is, believe it or not. We've, <laughs> it happened. we've come it took that years, far. Three years, but you figured it out. Nice. Yep. Oh. Uh, and uh, I, I, yeah, I just, I guess looking back at it all, I'm like, okay, well, lots of uh, accidentally just like falling into things and then just going full send on them and then them either not working out or working out. And well, then no, here I, we are. I mean, I think that's that's the beautiful part of it, right? Is that is that tech is I don't I almost like don't like when people use the word tech because like all right, as a tech company, what does that mean, right? Like, all right, oh they they build some piece of software, they're building the software, but it's like really here are the things that I like doing, and there's a lot of different types of jobs in and around that, right? right. Like you look at a grocery store. It's like, well, there's a lot of jobs in and around a grocery store, you know, that are here and there or like construction. Like there's a billion jobs in and around construction. And it's the same thing at like any company. But I think it's so cool that how you pivoted, uh, you know, here and there based on like, hey, I like doing this thing. I don't like doing this thing. Like you figured out the thing that you like doing. And that's the most important part is like you want to come into work and work for a company that you want to work for. But like, the thing that you do every day, you also want to ensure that you like. And it sounds like as a PM, a program manager, you're doing a lot of different things. I mean, you kind of said at the end, like you're not only writing codes, doing demos, you are doing customer engagement, developer engagement, um, on stage keynoting things. Uh, people may have seen Maddie doing that, which is, <laughs> have you ever, did you ever think, right, sitting down, like, you know, playing that, that game when you were like five years old, like, Oh, I'm going to be on stage doing keynotes at huge developer conferences oh and demoing goodness. plant <laughs> applications, uh, that, uh, I built. Never in a zillion years. I mean it. And I have friends from college who are like, why do you have so many followers on Twitter? <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I, I used to tweet about the Patriots and the bachelor. And now I tweet about.net. So that's cool. Uh, but sometimes there's some bachelor thrown in there, but yeah, I, it's, it's mind boggling. And I love my job so much because every single day I wake up and I do something completely different. I mean, I will complain about my job until the end of time. Don't get me wrong because I am a human being and I will be like, everything is a disaster, but, um, I don't know. Like I woke up today and I was like, oh, we have some team demos and I have a couple one-on-ones and then Monday I'm going to wake up and I'm going to do a bunch of customer interviews. And Tuesday I'm going to have to go back to the drawing board for all of our visual studio 2022 features and see, you know, like the whole scope of everything we're working on. And then Wednesday I'll probably have to dive deep into one of them. And then Thursday I'm probably just going to be like, I'm taking a nap. Like every day (laughs) is so completely different. Um, and it's, it's all technical in its own way, but I've been able to turn it into what I want it to be. Um, And I mean, sometimes obviously it's not right. Like I am so Mm -hmm. bad at writing blog posts and we have so many people on our team who are so good at writing blog posts, but I know I have to work on that skill. So I will like suffer through a blog post every once in a while, but you know, it's just one part of my job. I'm not a blogger. It's just something I've done. Um, Yeah. yeah. There's like very many, uh, it's like Swiss army knife. There's very many different pieces in your toolkit of, of different things that you're, some of them you're super good at and you super enjoy doing. Some of them you only have to do on occasion. You want to get better at and keep improving. Or some things you're like, I don't even like doing this, but I guess I'll get it done. So yep. um, yeah, this is awesome. Maddie, thank you so much for coming on telling the life and time of, of Maddie. I really uh, thank appreciate you it. for having me. I hope this yeah. is somewhat interesting to people. <laughs> Hopefully a little inspiring too. I'm inspired. I think it's really oh, cool good. your journey. And, 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 you know, I think, 
biggest thing I take away is, 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 you know, especially for, for kids that are going out looking to be like, what does it mean to be in tech? Like, you know, you, you went and you experimented, right? Like you almost experimented with your career. Like you experiment with building features for the product, you know what I mean? Um, and that's what you were good at and that's what you're doing here, but, um, that's great. Uh, yeah. If I could go um, back and say like one thing to myself, it would be like, just say yes, as you are doing, like, don't feel stupid about changing your mind on things and, mm-hmm. and just diving into things head first. Cause that's how you're going to figure out what you like and what you hate. So totally pretty good. Oh, well, Maddie, thank you so much for coming on. I will put links to your Twitter and to all the other things, all the places. And don't forget, you can join Maddie on Don and Maui community standups and Don at comp and all the things you just, you know, she'll tweet it out. So you just follow her over there. Maddie, thank you so much again. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Hi, Frank from afar. <laughs> yeah, I know. I need to like insert Frank's voice at the end of this. All right, let's gonna do it for this week's Merge Conflict. So until next time, I'm James Montemagno and Frank is somewhere in the world enjoying life. Talk to you later.